Today we've got Jeff Tripp, photographer for the Sydney Flames, on the line. Jeff, how are you? I'm great, Paul. Great to hear from you, mate. Thanks. And um, have you been finding things over the last few months with uh, with COVID and just what's happening for you generally? I think it's fair to say um, COVID nineteen has really thrown a spanner in the works for the entire world. And uh, whilst there is still some levels of uncertainty, I think it's promising to see that restrictions are starting to be relaxed. Uh, I was um, talking to my dad just the other night and saying that, you know, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for many things in my life. And for those who know me well, uh, know that coffee plays a really big role. Definitely. And uh, coffee <laughs> and coffee has certainly stepped up to the challenge since self-isolating and working from home came into effect. Uh, but I think the bottom line is that we're all in this together. Let's be safe and let's support each other. Absolutely. It's, it's been a big thing. A lot of people feeling very isolated with the whole working from home thing and, and missing that, that office interaction, as well as the interaction with just going down and getting that takeaway whenever you need it. Um, yeah, to- totally agree with you there, Paul. I mean, we, we've been fortunate that technology can help in the, in the at the moment, yeah, by being able to use Google Hangouts or Zoom, and that still keeps people together. So, uh, you know, the days of us all being able to come back and work in the office environment, I don't think are too far away. Yeah, I've heard some companies are starting to make plans for getting back, and hopefully those places where we want to go and get our coffee, because, like, I'm with you with the coffee, are going to be going to be able to uh, sort of meet the demand. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now, one question, though. During this time, have you found... Any new and interesting coffee blends? No, I actually haven't found any new coffee blends. I'm, I am a bit of a creature of habit, and I just do stick with the uh, with the cappuccino um, in terms of my drink of choice. But my favourite coffee shop, the Avery Coffee House, unfortunately uh, closed down on the day that uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic outbreak really happened. So I'm missing them, but I've had to find a, a new local, and they they they're sort of doing okay. The coffee's not too bad, so I'm going back each morning. So it actually must be pretty good. I found a place not too far from home. They not only brew coffee and have uh, beans available, they also sell coffee machines. Very expensive coffee machines, sadly. Yeah, yeah but... I, I haven't uh, I haven't ventured into buying the coffee machine. I've thought about it, but I actually quite like the, even if it's just a brief outing, going down to your local coffee place, seeing the regulars, giving them a smile and, and contributing to the good service they provide our community. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to talk to you a bit about um, what you do at the Flames game day, media day, and on and those times when you do go on the road with the team. And also when you started in with photography and how did you end up sort of getting involved with the Flames? Uh, firstly, I have to say I've always had a really keen interest in photography but didn't do anything about it for many years. Um, and if I take a quick reflection, I guess, and I, I am very humbled in saying that I feel really blessed that I've had the chance to combine and mix my professional life as a sports administrator and my love for photography. I've been working in the sports industry since 1998 and following the Sydney Olympic and Paralympic Games, I applied for a job for Basketball Australia when they were based in Sydney, just up the road in Sydney Olympic Park. And I was successful and became the competitions manager and was responsible for running the WNBL competition. Um, so for three seasons, I looked after the WNBL and I got to know a lot of the coaches, a lot of the players. And my passion for women's sport sort of came from there. Um, I worked for Basketball Australia for quite a few years. And um, after those three seasons, I was promoted uh, to a new role as a business development manager. Um, And I still recall the day when Lorraine Landon uh, said to me that I needed to go to Melbourne to meet with 
a lady named Joanne Thompson from Kangaroo Photos because they had approached uh, BA to become our official photographer. So I arranged a meeting, flew to Melbourne a couple of weeks later, met with Joe, and two hours later, my interest and love for photography was certainly reignited. Over the next four years, I worked closely with Kangaroo Photos as they shot all of our events from Australian Junior Championships through to international games played in Australia, award ceremonies and product shoots. Uh, So they were a very diverse company, but they really helped us build the brand of basketball in Australia. Uh, But I guess I have to acknowledge uh, Jackie Ames, who... Uh, was the director and the head photographer for Kangaroo Photos. Uh, Jackie certainly pushed me to pursue my interest in photography, <laughs> which really meant I had to make a significant investment in equipment, um, which for me, I wouldn't say I'm a tight, you know what, but it was a significant investment and I decided that I, it was time to do it. And I guess from that day, my friendship um, evolved with, with Jackie and she shared with me uh, many years of her knowledge in photography. Uh, Jackie was one of the, actually was the youngest photographer uh, to work at the Sydney uh, Olympic Games. Um, and she introduced me to a lot of other photographers, which have since become really great friends. So I actually want to do a special shout out to Narelle Spanger, uh, who drives me to this day to capture a better shot than the last. And when in uh, here at Basketball New South Wales, when we have our large events on, uh, we uh, we approach Nell and she shoots she shoots our events um, for us. So I really um, enjoy the opportunity to talk with other photographers and just sort of yeah learn what's new, uh, what are their new tricks that they've learnt. I think the photography community is very helpful in sharing knowledge with each other, which I think is great. I'd have to say I don't class myself as a professional photographer. I'm happy just to be uh, an amateur photographer. Um, I've been capturing the Flames seasons for for quite a few years now. Uh, It generally just started with capturing uh, their games as a second photographer because they did have uh, someone else that they were working with. And as the, the seasons progressed, I became the main photographer, started shooting their media days. And over the last couple of years, um, I've decided to go on a couple of their road trips and, and cover their games whilst they're away on the road. But so very passionate about uh, basketball in general, the WNBL and our beloved Flames. It's interesting because I think I, I think from memory, you've been doing this for five or six years. You've been the, the, the primary photographer for the Flames? Yeah, that's, that sounds about right, yes. Yeah, and, and I have to be honest, I... I feel for you when you talk about the uh, significant investment in equipment. Uh, it's something that, that I, I keenly feel as well with some of the video work that, that we do. What sort, of, what sort of gear do you tend to use when you're shooting for the, for the gearheads yeah. who are listening? <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite interesting you ask that question because um, I've had this conversation with a few people and I sort of say to them, it's a bit like the... Um, Holden versus Ford discussion whilst that's changed moving forward. Um, it's either sort of like you're pretty much you're a Canon or you're, you're a Nikon uh, photographer. I'm, I'm a Canon man. I love Canon uh, equipment. I've got, uh, I've got three of their cameras. I, I take two of them uh, to a game day when I'm shooting. So I've got a, a Canon uh, 1D and I've got a, a 5D uh, with a whole bunch of different lenses that, are, that I switch between depending on the type of shot I'm looking for during game day. Do you find that um, there's one of those two cameras that you really prefer in terms of being able to, to help you in capturing 
capturing the shots, particularly the, those action shots under the basket? Yeah, very much so. The 1D is an extremely fast camera, being able to take successive photos um, in a scent. So um, when you when you are looking through the lens and you know, you know you've got an athlete driving down the laneway, um, you just got to make sure that you uh, stay in focus, uh, and you just got to keep that hold that button down, and then just get as many photos as possible, uh, and then just choose the best one to share. For the fans who have seen a lot of your photos, what is a typical day? At a, at a home game look like for you? How do you get ready? Um, how do you approach the game? What sort of things are you thinking about when you're getting ready to shoot? Yeah, game day. Game day is actually my favourite day. Um, I really, I love game day. I look forward to it probably as much as the athletes and the coaches. Um, but besides making sure my camera batteries are charged, I actually plan my day with the fans of the Flames um, in mind first. That might sound quite silly, uh, but we live in a digital age of consumption of content being I want it now, not later. Uh, And I guess as those seasons have progressed and in my numerous coffee conversations with Dalton, um, Karen Dalton, uh, we agreed that we would work towards putting up 20 to 30 of the best shots um, after each game to the Flames Facebook page. Um, we thought it was really important that we needed to make sure content was up um, on the same day. So that's pretty much where I where I start. If the, if the game's at 5pm, uh, I want to make sure I've got the best shots from the game to be up on the, the Flames Facebook page no later than two hours after the game. From there, it's pretty much just a process of working backwards. I uh, have to factor in travel time, editing the images, making sure I've got time to eat, uh, what time will I arrive at the stadium, and the most important part is making sure that I allocate enough time to uh, catch up with all, all my fellow friends like yourself, Paul, yeah. and um, have a quick chat before the game because I think that's really important. We, uh, there is a big family on and off the court, and a lot of us uh, contribute to, uh, to the Flames program. I need to take a few test shots. You'd actually be surprised... Um, the amount of times you go into the stadium and there's new globes that have blown and um, how much that actually impacts your camera settings. Oh, absolutely. And also the, the colour of the uniform that the girls play in. I mean, all of the colours look amazing, but from my perspective, I prefer a lighter coloured uniform because I think it shows up better uh, in the imagery. Uh, in terms of my gear, I try and make sure that's ready a day before and that has sort of come from being burnt in the past where uh, I've turned up to to a shoot, whether it being for basketball or for one of my clients and I've forgotten to charge one of the batteries or I've left my camera uh, back at my desk. And there's even one time uh, where I had one of my close mates over who was coming to the WBL game. We were driving to the stadium and I had a mini, mini panic attack because I'm not, not, I don't normally have someone with me, so I threw my routine out. And we were halfway through to the stadium, and I remember that I left all my camera gear at home. So we had to turn around, go back, get it, and then get back to the stadium. So that threw my routine out. Um, that's only ever happened once, so hopefully it won't happen again. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. It's, it's a real habit that you have to follow that when you're getting ready for, for a game. As soon as you do one thing out of, out of sync, the, the rest of it just all falls apart. Yeah, absolutely. Now... It was interesting you mentioned about the lighter coloured uniforms. How did you think the uniforms for Indigenous Round looked on the girls when they played this season? The, uh, the they were, ones? Uh, Paul, they were my favourite. Uh, they looked amazing. I think that uh, uh, just that rich gold colour uh, was just beautiful. It, it looked really good and it shone up well in the photos. Um, it, I don't know, it just made it easier for the camera to focus on as well. 
it, it just looked fantastic. I mean, the blue looks great as well, and so does the white. But I don't know for some reason the the gold uniform looked fantastic, especially when we're um, making sure that the crowd in the background is not so lit. And even when you're at the Kudos Bank Arena, when they don't have the lights on around the arena on just the actual court, the gold really stands out. I love it. I'm not sure if you've noticed that the players really love sharing and sharing your images on social and also liking them. And they're obviously really appreciative of what, what you do. I'm, I'm guessing that you've developed friendships with some of the players in particular and also like there's a trust and mutual respect that, that you guys develop with each other? Yeah, Paul, that's a, that's a, a really good question. I would say, yes, there, there definitely is. There's definitely a mutual respect and that's been built over time. Just quickly to share with you, in any one game, and it sort of does depend on, you know, I won't go too much into the season where we didn't have a great season, but in those years where, where every game was really competitive and we were uh, doing quite well, the number of photos that I can take in a game can be anywhere from fifteen to 1,500 to 3,000 plus. From there, I try to select 10 to 15% of those as shots being worthy of being put up on social media. Uh, but then I do a further cull uh, where I apply my own filter of would I be happy if that shot was of me and that had been shared up on socials? Uh, let, let me explain that a little in a, in a deeper detail. Yeah, that would be um, great. I, I, I learned this from covering uh, the Opal's journey at the FIBA World Championships in 2010 in the Czech Republic. And one of the things I started to, to listen to when I was talking to the to the girls was so much not about photography. It was about the brand of the Opals and how much that meant to the athletes when they got to um, represent Australia. And I started to listen and process and, and one felt very fortunate that I was able to be at the event. I got the accreditation. I was there day one ready to shoot the Opals. And I went, I need to respect the brand. I need to respect the brand of the team and also need to respect the brand of the athlete. And from there, from there, what I've done is I don't share images where the facial expressions of the athletes is not great um, or their playing uniform may be lodged where the athlete really doesn't want it to be lodged. Um, yeah, you just got to be mindful of how that person who is in the shot would feel viewing the image. For me, shooting sports, not like shooting a wedding. It's not like shooting products where the client selects the best images they want to use. Uh, sports photography is about uh, sharing what happened during the game, the good moments, the athletic moments, the funny moments, and sometimes the bad. And there's been a few times where um, some of the girls – uh, and actually, even more with the away team, where they've actually said, we, they've come up and spoke to me and said, oh, we really love your images and the way um, that you dictate and capture the WMBL, uh, that it is athletic, that we're, you know, that we're strong and that it's, it's a, an exciting and a tough game. So, yeah, those little, those little comments do definitely spur me on and make sure that I apply my own filter before I share images. Yeah, it's, I think it's important, particularly with the volume of photos. I, I didn't realise that you were taking that many shots uh, during a game that's that's an amazing amount of images to get through and i'm i'm sure it must be really hard to get it down to that that small number that people get to see it is but one of the great features that are built into most cameras these days is that you can um it's like a facebook like but you can star the photos so when it's a timeout 
quarter time or half time, I try and go back over as many photos as possible and just quickly star the ones which I which I like. So when I then, uh, in terms of my own workflow, when I dump them into into Lightroom, I can just quickly pull up all the ones that I gave a star to and and then do another photo. Yeah, no, that one is good. Or go, well, hang on, I remember there was this shot I took uh, and then go back and then restar the photos that way. It is a bit of an art and it has taken me it has taken me a time to to get there and do it. Uh, but I'm trying to perfect the art with each each game I shoot. As somebody who looks at those photos, it's so hard to kind of get, look at look at that small number that we get and work out wow, which one do I really like out of these? Yeah, absolutely. And with a volume like that, it's just hats off to you on that one because I've got to be honest, the results that we see are fantastic. Oh, thanks, Paul. I, pre- I appreciate that. And, it's, and again, I hope that it's the athletes that appre- appreciate it too because it's a, a representation of their success um, that they, they're getting to play at the highest level of competition in our country. What other, and I'm sure people would like to know this, what other types of photography, uh, whether it be sports or non-sports, do you like and, and why is that? Well, I've shot a number of different genres both from just the love love of it, either being helping a friend out who might be starting a new company and you know they need their product shot through to being paid to uh, to do some gigs through to I just want to challenge myself and sort of see what can I do uh, with my camera settings. Um, I'm a, anytime someone wants to talk to me about camera settings, like let's get you off that auto function and get you into manual, um, so we can challenge you to understand how to how to use the camera. Uh, but from a sports perspective, it's predominantly basketball that I shoot. Uh, I have shot AF and rugby union. I do love outdoor sports because I really do prefer to shoot in uh, natural light. Um, but if I want to excel in that area, I, I'm going to have to invest uh, a lot more money. Uh, I need some stronger lenses to be able to do that. And I then have to weigh up the return on investment on those lenses um, that I would have to purchase because some of them start from a minimum of $10,000. So when you're doing more jobs for the love of you probably just have to weigh up is that is that the best investment hence why i say to my mother and father this is why i don't own property but i own a lot of camera equipment so (laughs) Um, i've also i've also shot a lot of uh weddings parties functions product shoots uh, and more recently real estate which i which i quite enjoy um doing as well um i've done a number of shoots which i'm really grateful for and whilst um sport has enabled me to be able to get some other opportunities back to when i was running the wbl i was you know had to work with the abc who were the other leagues broadcast partner at the time and that business unit um, also covered events that the abc had won the rights to broadcast and i was very fortunate in one year that um I was able to be their stills photographer to cover the 2013 uh, New Year's celebrations uh, where we were covering the celebrations from the Sydney Opera House. So I had uninterrupted views of the bridge. It was a magnificent night for me and my camera. No New Year's kiss, uh, but the image of the Sydney Harbour Bridge being the centrepiece of the New Year's celebration with the fireworks uh, that I was able to capture were amazing. It still gives me goosebumps today uh, when I think about those, and I've got some of them very proudly uh, on display in my home. You mentioned that you you shot the Kings. So having shot the Kings and having shot the Flames, how do you see the difference between the men's game and the women's game? And also, how's it changed over time if you've noticed any any significant changes over that period? Yeah, let me um this is this is another good question Paul and let me just say uh, I'm actually I am very very passionate about women's sport in general and that was prior to me being the competitions manager for the for the WNBL always followed the journey of the Opals and thought that they well they are 
Australia's most successful female sporting team um, and watching them on the on the world stage from being a, a young kid has, has been magical to watch. Sports photographers tended to focus more on the physical appearance of the female athletes rather than their athleticism. Move it forward to where we are now, I think that photographers uh, are very much focusing on more on the athleticism. And I would say that that's my style that I try when I'm looking uh, through the viewfinder of the camera. Uh, I want to capture more than just at the moment. I want to capture the determination of the athlete, the struggle, the grit, you know, their focus on making sure that they're, you know, playing their role within the team. And that's not easy to do because I think to be a good sports photographer, you need to understand uh, what the athletes are doing on the court. I've got my favourite players to capture in the WNBL, and that's just because I know when they have the ball, I'm going to get a great shot. Um, so I want to I want to give a, a shout out to uh, to a couple of the players, uh, being Asia Taylor, you know, Katie Ray Ebsbury, Britt Smart, Leilani Mitchell, and Alice Kunick. You know, just to name a few, uh, they have helped me get some absolutely amazing shots. Can I? So, sorry, I, I just sure, want to mention all those names. Always provided great images. But there's one that I remember seeing from last season with Alice Kunek, and I can't remember whether it's actually, whether it was shared on on social or not. But there was one where she's driving to the basket, and literally, I think there's three or four players around her trying to trying to get at the ball. Do you, do you remember the photo that I'm talking about? Uh, I certainly do. I, I mean, it happened right right in front of me, and I was like, what the hell is this girl doing? She was like, but she is such a strong athlete, and she's determined to go to the bucket, and she took on uh, three plays, and they were hanging off her, yeah. but she still kept going, and I was, I was fortunate. I got the photo, and more importantly, it was in focus. Yeah, that was, it's just an amazing image. I... You know, if if people haven't seen it, they really need to see it because, like you said, that determination that Alice has on her face when she's driving in that in that shot is just amazing. Yeah, absolutely, buddy, absolutely, it is. And um, it's interesting in terms of, and I don't uh, I don't mean to be or even come across as sounding disrespectful to the women's game. But there has been an upside for photographers. You know, for, for many, many seasons, for many, many games, I have been the only photographer that has been there. So I've had the freedom that I can move anywhere around the field of play to capture uh, an element of the game, which you generally don't get when it comes to the men's version of the game. Even last year, I was fortunate enough that I was able to cover uh, the USA versus Canada men's game that was played here at the Kudos Bank Arena prior to the World Cup last year. And, yeah, we turned up to the Kudos, all the photographers that have been given accreditation, but we had no idea what actually was happening. So we all corralled in the media room and the lady that was head of all the media came in and she just rolled off names. And if your name got mentioned, you were fortunate enough that you got to sit actually on the court to shoot. And my name was called out. So I was very fortunate. Um, but I got, I was seated on the baseline, but I was closest to the team bench. So I was right near uh, Canada because uh, Basketball Canada asked if I could shoot for them. Yeah. Uh, so they could use some of my images. And whilst I was extremely appreciative of the opportunity, I didn't have the best line of sight. You know, I really couldn't capture the game that I like to capture, which is really the, the facial expressions of the athletes when they're driving to the bucket because I'd like to be a little bit front on. I was on the side. I was on the distance. Still got some great shots, uh, but it wasn't you know, like how I, how I like to capture the game. Have I seen changes over the last five seasons or so? 
I would say yes, Paul, but that's more in my own style as I've fine-tuned my craft as a photographer. If I look back at my work in the early years, oh, my God, I would not be showing that now. But I'm a little bit more comfortable to say that uh, the last two or three seasons, I think I've, I've improved and I want to challenge myself even more that when I'm shooting, I'm shooting one to get a great shot. I'm shooting tight. So I actually don't spend a lot of time in editing. So I'm cropping my images and that takes a bit of time because you've got to make sure you're zooming out at the right point um, because the images that people want to use, some want it to be full length, some want them, want them to be cropped. Um, so when I understand what my client wants, uh, I try and make sure I shoot that way. So I'm saving time after the event. In terms of games where you've been able to shoot, what's the game that you think is the real standout for you? The one that that you sit back and say, yep, that was kind of like the most amazing game I've ever shot? Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've actually had a few of those, Paul, and um, I'm going to go back to 2010 uh, when I was in the Czech Republic covering the covering the Opals. They, they were the defending world champions, so there was a lot of focus on the Opals. Uh, again, being mindful of that the team needs to do what they need to do. And I, you know, I already knew a lot of the athletes because of uh, you know running the WNBL and so forth. However, seeing them at this level of competition was just different. I didn't want to make eye contact with the girls when they were warming up. You know, as much as I wanted to say, hey, you've got this, you're, you know, I ended up being just as nervous as the girls. Uh, but you had to focus. Um, you had to focus on the game. Uh, unfortunately, we were we were knocked out of the competition by the Czech Republic, um, sixty-eight seventy-nine, and you know I still uh, that it was just such a. They just got us in the end. But whilst I was absolutely devastated for the Opals, you know the reigning world champions were now out of medal contention, and I got some great shots. It was so hard to review them afterwards and select uh, and share which images were right for BA to use uh, with it whilst also being respectful to the team. You know, at the end, we had some of our girls who were either so angry or on the verge of crying whilst you know, wow, this is going to be a great shot. You just can't do it. you got to go, you know what, that's not the shot that really needs to be taken. I need to be respectful of the team here. Another opportunity definitely was the Flames win in 2016-17 season. And what a season that was! Yeah, to was. win the final in yeah, to win the final series in two and to claim the championship whilst playing away was absolutely bliss. I don't know, Paul, if you remember uh, when we the, you know, the girls were warming up and you and I were you know, you were doing some video and I was doing the stills and we were standing on the side of the court whilst the go the girls were warming up and I looked up to the ceiling of the Dandenong Stadium there and I was so disappointed in the lighting because I knew it meant I couldn't shoot at my preferred settings because. It then resulted on you, the images wouldn't be sharp as as what I'd like them to be. They'll be okay to use on socials, but you know if we wanted to blow it up to put it on a billboard, it probably wouldn't be that great. But yeah, you know, that that game game two was absolutely amazing, and to be there to to capture that and the girls' successes was definitely a highlight. That game was amazing. You're right, and I do remember that. I remember having the conversation about the lighting in the at the stadium because depending on where you pointed the camera, it was either very white or very yellow. And yeah, it was, very much it, so. It was very, very, very strange. The other thing I remember from that game is I think we were in the dying seconds of the game and we were ahead enough to know that we were going to win. And I think both you and I tried to get get some like shots of the bench and um, being told that we really need to get off the court. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, we had to celebrate with the team and capture the moment, Paul. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably broke a few rules that day, but oh well, it yeah, is well, what it is. It was um, particularly afterwards, once they got everybody hit the court and the celebration started, I noticed you were, you were getting some really amazing photos from when that was happening as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very much wanting to make sure that you capture those um, celebration moments because, well, yes, they don't happen that often. So you really do want to make sure uh, you capture it. And it was really important that, you know, I have a lot of admiration for Belinda Snell. Uh, what an absolute legend and superstar of our game. And, you yeah, wanting to make sure that we got that. It was Cheryl's, uh, as the head coach of the Flames, it was her first, first season with the Flames. And, yeah, there were some really special moments that season. There were indeed. There were some photos that you took with with Asia were really quite spectacular. Uh, she was she was very unknown quantity at the beginning of the season, but as the season went on, I think you know her ability was uh, such a standout, and also she was just such a such a great person to get on with. Absolutely, she's probably one of the most humble athletes. I've ever actually had a conversation with. Uh, yeah, she's just so there to play. She is misread by the opposition. Uh, they think that, um, you know, that she's probably a little bit of a dirty player. Uh, she's not. She's just out there. She's just got a pure passion um, for the game. And when she gets the ball in her hand, she just knows what to do. And she'll shake and bake and make those moves to, to open up so she can get a shot off. Like I was so many amazing photos of, of, of Asia. And, um, you know, I, I messaged her not that long ago wanting to know if she was coming back to the WNBL. And she said that, you know, she thinks her time, time's up. She's had a great three seasons playing uh, playing in the WNBL, and uh, it's great to see uh, her career you know, going forward in the WNBA. In 2018, you got a WNBL Media Award. Do you want to tell us about the image and, and why you picked it to submit to the award? The WNBL each year have media awards, and they ask, you know, there, there was no limit on the number of photos that you could put in, but I put, I think, five or seven from memory, and then the league chose, uh, I guess, which uh, photo they thought best pictated and captured the season. And I was very fortunate that the year that um, that I won it was of Asia Taylor. She was driving to the bucket against Liz Cambage, and um, who was attempting to block her shot. I can't recall if Liz blocked the shot, but I got a beautiful shot of Asia. She was very athletic, and it looked like in the photo that she was able to get the get the shot away. I just can't remember if she if she did do it. But I just love shooting basketball, Paul. It's such a fast paced game. It certainly helps to know the game and anticipate the plays. I'm not sure if you know if you were aware or any other and also I'm actually a former referee um, so I think those days have assisted me in becoming a better photographer and appreciate um, what an athlete goes through um, yeah because you just need to know that where the ball is going to go why are they running the play this way um, especially when you get a chance to go to a timeout and yeah you can shoot what's happening in the timeout I do have a sneaky listen to the coach uh, to see what she's asking the athletes to do and then go and see if they do it it helps me to anticipate to make sure I get the I get the shot but let me tell you Sarah Graham she confused me quite a few times especially in that, that last game where she was just shooting three after three after three. I was like, girlfriend, where's that coming from? I couldn't, I, and they were from one end of the court to the other. So it was sort of like hard to capture some of those. But um, yeah, I'm going to miss Sarah. She was um, a cheeky little bugger. Uh, but I do have some funny moments, Paul, uh, and, and great memories of capturing the WNBL. And let me tell you, though, some of these shots I can't put up on the website or on socials. <laughs> I just can't do it. I would be shot. I would let me share you with my top three. The first one is um, of Cheryl Chambers. Uh, this was um, Cheryl's 
she had moved back to Melbourne, so she's now coaching uh, her new team, and uh, it was her first game back in our home court. And uh, I walked up to Cheryl and you know, gave her a hug prior to the game, and um, and I've always had a great banter with Cheryl. I said to Cheryl, "I'm going to get the most unflattering photo of you today." We have both had a bit of a laugh because <laughs> we had that little bit of a banter, but little did Cheryl know. She gave me the golden opportunity. It was in the fourth quarter, and she was in a heated discussion uh, with a referee. And let me just say, Cheryl wanted to make sure the referee understood what happens to a player when they uh, are hit on the arm for a drive to the bucket. Her arms were going all over the place, and I knew it was coming, and I just snapped it. It was a perfect photo. And I remember Jenna O'Hay came up to me after the game, and she just said to me, please tell me you got that photo. I went, oh, I got it. I got it. Um, and maybe I might have said, it to Jenna and Jenna might have shared it, but I haven't put it up anywhere. Referees in general, let me say that's um, quite interesting. You put up a shot of a referee and it certainly goes um, viral and not not in a negative sense. I think you know, the referees, just like the athletes, appreciate being captured in a game as well. Uh, but one of the funny things about uh, referees is the amount of dicky knee type photos uh, that I've got. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Some of, some of our audience might not know who Dickie Me was, but it's the shot where I've got a perfect shot of the back of a referee's head because they've moved into my uh, into my field of view and I've um, shot. I got so many of those photos. I actually probably should put them up as a collage, but yeah, that's quite interesting. And then the last one, and I'm not going to mention who the athletes are, but they're the athletes who are looking at me, who are hoping I'm looking at them through the camera. And I'm sure those athletes put in a little bit of extra effort uh, to ensure that I get a great shot as they drive to the bucket and to those I do say thank you because they are great shots uh, but I'm not sure if this is something their coach really wants to know um, so you know just play you do your job and I'll do mine and I'm sure it'll come out okay <laughs> well have you ever noticed when you're sitting on the baseline action happening where you really want to say to the referee but didn't you see that <laughs> now, now, Paul. Uh, no, actually, uh, maybe so. Maybe so. I know I've definitely, um, there's been some calls and I've gone back into my camera and scrolled back and looked at their last couple of photos. I've talked and then like, oh, it's poker face time, poker face time, and not letting anyone know uh, what, what I was interpreting. And look, I won't even mention who the referee is, but there is one ref who, who I get along quite well with um, has said to me a couple of times, did I get that right? And it's like, of course you did. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy being a referee. You know, they've got to make split-second um, decisions. And I think that the women's game, uh, back to this whole athleticism, it's stepped up it, a lot. They are very fast and physical games. Um, and our girls don't play lightly. They they go hard to the bucket. And, they, you know, they've got to do what they can for their team to try and get in front. Yeah. I, and I know, you know, there's been times where both you and I have been at the baseline shooting. And I remember many, many times we've kind of looked at each other after a, a, a decision. And you're right. It's all about the fact that the girls are going so hard at it. You know, the referee has got, like you said, split seconds to make that decision. And, you know, we've got the advantage that we're kind of sitting back there. We've been watching the, the, the action happen. And you, you kind of tend to read a little bit more than the referee who's also got to try and move around and keep an eye on all the things that are happening. Yeah, they, they certainly do. Um, and there, there have been a few times, Paul, uh, and one that's just come to mind as you were talking about that was um, Colleen's injury uh, last season uh, in Dandenong. I, I was on the baseline and uh, Colleen was having an absolute blinder of a game, but this is the game where she uh, unfortunately injured herself and it took her out for the rest of the season. And again, whilst I, I got some great shots 
Colin hit the ground hard and it was just one of those times where I was like, you know, you just think about the athlete. It's not about was the call wrong or right or what happened. The athlete needs to come first. And and I uh, was lucky that I chose not to capture whilst she was actually injured or being carried off the court because, again, I just didn't think that was um, that was the right thing to do. Uh, but it's great to see that Colleen is, uh, has recovered from her injury and not sure if she's going to be playing next season, but it would be great to see her back on the court. It, it would. I remember that game because uh, I was watching on I was watching it at home, and I remember texting you to find to, to find out how was Colleen doing. After, after yeah, that. well, I I didn't think the injury was too bad because she didn't scream, she didn't moan, she didn't like. It was sort of like a bit of a oh maybe a bit of a whimper, but she hit the ground hard, and I was like. Uh, she's going to be okay. She like she wasn't crying. Her face was okay. Yeah, and they got her off the court, and then it was obviously we found out later that the injury was far more severe. So again, it just showed the athleticism and how tough these girls are. I probably would have been crying if it was me. At the moment, we got the the flame fan, flames fans um, choosing one of your photos for the twenty twenty whisper submissions. What are your thoughts about about this initiative, uh, which is in its second year, and and also difficulty in choosing from all the images that you have and the difference might be between what you think is a great photo and what the the fans might think yeah it's interesting right i mean, first i just want to um i think it's great that the women's sport australia have come up with this initiative to celebrate uh both women's sport and acknowledge the contribution made by many photographers around australia um, each photographer is allowed to submit a maximum of three photos and whilst i was uh, my entry last year was silent. I really didn't, didn't tell anyone about it. I was just happy to uh, to enter into the amateur photography category and sort of see what happens. Um, I didn't make the cut in reaching the finals, but you know that was okay. That spurred me to that I need to fine tune my craft even more. You know, it's not easy, Paul, to to select the best three when you consider you know you're taking anywhere between fifteen hundred to three thousand photos uh, per game, and over all the games that the girls have played throughout a season to try and pick the uh, the best three, it's not easy. And what I like versus what you may like versus what the fans like is not easy. We're not aligned because everyone uh, sees it quite differently. But I think what's been good for me is looking at the photos that did make it last year. So I've got a bit of a feeling now for what the judges are looking at. But, you know, it is hard. And I appreciate that Sydney Uni are helping me choose which, which images are the best to submit. The women in sports social media people are probably they – end, they did end up using one of my photos – in their promotion of this year's competition, uh, which was unexpected. I, di- I didn't really see that, but it was actually a shot of Brit Smart where um, she's airborne and there are three Bendigo Spirit players uh, trying to stop her. And you know, I just love this shot of Brit again. She's one of these athletic athletes and she had some serious hang time in this photo and since the women in sport uh group have been sharing it i've received a lot of nice comments from uh people who actually aren't basketball people or um, i might be in a meeting with um something to do with another company and this person's associated with women's sport and went oh you're that jeff trip and then it ends up into a bit of a conversation so i think just being acknowledged that yeah, it was still a beautiful photo uh, for a loan is, is a reward in itself. And, you know, someone like Britt, uh, Britt is so appreciative. She's such a beautiful person and she often um, sends me a message of how, how much she loves my imagery and how much it's it's captured, not just her as an athlete, but of the of the WNBL in general. And she's always uh, the first to tag me in a photo. So um, shout out to Britt. Britt is um, very appreciative of a lot of the stuff that, that's done. Definitely for your photos, you know, one of the first people to say thanks for those. And also, to be fair, she's also one of the first people who's willing to put her hand up 
to get involved in if we're shooting video um, and certainly coming up with some interesting ideas for, for photos. There was one that I think, I think it might have been two seasons ago with Britt and Vanessa Panousis that you took during uh, Media Day. Do you, do you want to just sort of yeah, fill us in yeah, on the backstory yeah, on that one? Uh, that's interesting you, you've brought that one up for. Media Day is quite an interesting day, right, because it's a bit of a thing that uh, we all have to go through because uh, we need to provide imagery to the WNBL because uh, it goes into the media guide. Uh, we need to shoot those shots um, so the broadcast partner can also use them for TV and then obviously for the Flames to use themselves. Um, so they're always a bit of a challenging day because we only have a, a very short window um, of a couple of hours to get all these different types of shots done. And some of the girls are quite okay with about it. They don't mind getting it done. Others are like, oh, it's that time of year again. We need to do it. But we were getting back towards the, the back end of this the shoot on this particular day and we were just looking for some interesting what we call colour type shots, which is just trying to bring out the personality of the athletes. And Britt and Vanessa were one of the last pairings to come through. And they wanted, they, I guess they, they weren't watching what the other girls had done. And they, they said to me, well, what is it? What do you want? What do you want? And I go, I'm a little bit tired. I need coffee. So I just quickly showed them the photo and they went, no, 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 we're good. And the next minute one jumped on the other one's back. I was like, oh, okay, I'm taking the photo. I took the photo and we got it on, on one. And it was an awesome photo. I think it's uh, one that actually got, well, got used a fair bit, but I think the fans quite liked yeah, they did. It was it, it's a great photo because, like from my point of view, it showed the characters that were in the in the shot. Because Vanessa's got a bit of an off the wall sense of humour, and while most people don't realise it, because Brit's such a tough competitor, she's got a pretty good sense of humour as well. Oh, absolutely. She's a very, very funny girl. And when you put her and Vanessa together, it was you cannot help but laugh and smile and have a bit of a giggle uh, when you work with them. Again, the girls are really appreciative. Sort of like, hey, do you want to see the photo? And they're like, no, no, we're right. We trust you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, when you might see them at the game next, say, uh, you know, give you a little bit of, hey, that was a great shot. Thanks for doing that for us. One, one last question. Out of all the players that you've shot for the Flames, which one or ones have you found let their let their personality through in the photos the best oh now that's interesting actually there's a there's a couple uh, and they're former former flames some of the girls may not be playing now susie bakovic <laughs> definitely definitely was one <laughs> um, uh, if susie if susie wasn't getting her way she had no problems uh letting that shine and uh, i got some really good photos and also some cheeky photos of her because uh when she was being interviewed by you know by other uh, colin color commentators on the side should you know maybe stick her fingers up at me or something or just to sort of make us all a bit of a laugh and a smile so she's uh she's definitely one um belinda smell very very shy in terms of really not wanting her photo to be taken uh but i've got some beautiful photos of belinda and uh even when belinda was announcing her retirement um i wanted to do an, an additional shoot with her but always knew that she would say no um my goal is to do a, a a, a beautiful photo book of Belinda's basketball career, um, of the images that I've got, and predominantly they are of the WNBL, but I've got some of when she was an Opal, um, and that girl is such a legend of the game and such a beautiful person that her success needs to be remembered and celebrated for many years. Jeff, thanks so much for your time. Really love having a conversation with you and um, hoping we'll, we'll catch up really soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. I really appreciate being um, part of Shooting for the Breeze. 
we can play on the word shooting. It applies to many things, <laughs> being a basketball and a photographer. But, mate, this is a great initiative. So thank you for allowing me to part of the journey. Great. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you.